insecure martial artists. Let's look at some of their hate mail. Self-defense, self-awareness, self-development. This is the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. Hello and welcome to the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. The Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore is a production of themartialist.net and philelmore.com. I am the aforementioned Phil Elmore, your host. Let's see how many times I can say my name in the opening. This episode, I thought we would do yet another hate comment roundup. Uh, I want to call it hate mail, but it's not really mail because all of these are comments on my YouTube channel. And in some cases, it's going to take me a minute to remember what video this was on. Uh, but give me a moment, I'll be able to tell you because there aren't that many comments on this very small channel that is very poorly trafficked. Um, I mentioned that as a way of sort of full disclosure, not uh, because I'm trying to get your pity. It probably sounds like that, but... I'm very aware that, that this channel is not big. It would be nice if someday it got that way. Um, and then I could look back on this and laugh, but I don't have any illusions that that's going to happen. For one thing, the point at which this channel starts to actually get traction is the point at which it will be removed. That's exactly what happened to me on TikTok. I had a video that went viral on TikTok and suddenly my channel was starting to get traction. I was getting so many comments I couldn't keep up with them all. That's what happens when you have a channel that, that starts to go viral. And then weird, just like that, my channel was removed and they never even really specified why. Um, I, I strongly suspect it was because of this guy. It was my, uh, was my, uh, that's washed out. Can you see his, there we go. This is my Trump Buddha who looks more like Boris Yeltsin than he does Trump. And if you remember, Boris Yeltsin points to you. But I posted a video that was like footage of the Trump Buddha with a Trump speech in the background. And I don't know, the Chinese were offended by that or something and TikTok remove my account overnight. It was either that or I have been doing a lot of Republican stuff and I'm sure that the, there was a large Democrat audience on TikTok. It's possible that one of those channels might have organized a mass flagging campaign. And matter of fact, there was one guy who did a video uh, trashing me. I forget now what that dispute was about. It was nothing important. And so that person had a lot of followers and they may have, they may have zapped me because his channel got dinged for attacking me personally. Uh, so, but anyway, it's not important. My point is, the point at which this channel gets any real traction will be the point at which it goes away. So, uh, and at that time, I will still upload my videos to Rumble uh, because I record the video and then I strip the audio out of the video and I use that to upload to the podcast feed. So you can get the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore on any audio podcast platform, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and just about every other platform. You can get the RSS feed and put that in whatever uh, service you use to listen to podcasts if for whatever reason that specific platform isn't seeing a listing for mine. But I think because it's on iTunes, it's in most places because a lot of people use iTunes as their, their like podcast distribution hub. I don't pretend to know how all that works technically. Uh, if I say words like distribution hub, though, it sounds like I know what I'm talking about. So this week, we're just going to go through some hate comments that have been left on the channel. I do not leave these up. I broom them out periodically. Right now, the channel is small enough that I can do that. Like at, at some point, if the channel were to become wildly successful, I wouldn't be able to keep up with all these comments because I just wouldn't see them all. I wouldn't... I, and. It's not important to me to do that when the channel is that big 
because then it doesn't matter. When the channel is small, though, I see no reason to just give people free reign to insult me. So I, I delete those. Now, you could argue that that's hypocrisy on my part. I was just picking on Aaron Imholt of the Steel Toe Morning Show, which is an online uh, sort of, I guess you'd call it radio. It's He was a radio guy who got fired uh, and or quit before he could be fired because he was going to be. And then he took his show to Twitch, and now he does it on YouTube, and they do it on Rumble part of the time, or maybe they simulcast, I don't know. Um, but Aaron has a very, very thin skin. So he'll go on Twitter and be extremely arrogant and challenge all kinds of people to box him. And he has the muscle tone of pudding. So when you see a picture of him and then you see him talking about the blood stains on my shoes from my first boxing match are lessons on the journey or something. And it's just so cringe. And I pointed that out. I said, this is just so cringe. And he immediately blocked me because his little feelings were hurt. And other people were liking that that response that's probably what put it over uh because that's what aaron does he's the kind of guy that runs away and shouts insults at you while he's running over his shoulder so to speak uh it reminded me actually a little bit of when we covered this on the podcast the infamous almost challenge match where ron collins and don roley faced off in kentucky where roley was giving a seminar because ron collins was attending the black dragon fighting society like annual award ceremony uh, that in in a town that was either the same town or very close by so ron and several members of the black dragon fighting society go to where the seminar is because roley made sure that they knew where he'd be and uh ron you know talks a bunch of smack and roley walks out on the mats and says come on Come on out. Let's let's do it. Let's have a match. And Ron, rather than take him up on that, started hugging himself and then ran away shouting about how he was going to sue Roley instead. And then it was the in the years that followed, Ron clearly humiliated by that, you know, be, by backing down in that way. He tried so hard to get back those 5 minutes of his life that he would never be able to relive. Uh, he you know, drove to Rolly's house or tried to drive to Rolly's house. He didn't quite get there. His car broke down to menace Rolly's family. He, he drove across country to menace some other people. Didn't work out the way he hoped it would. He took a backyard match in Street Beefs, which is a, a, a loosely organized backyard fighting outfit. Uh, lost badly, was terribly humiliated by one of the most obnoxious people on the planet and probably the only person who is as short as Ron Collins. And then he went out and bought a gun but was not able to legally do so so he had to lie on the federal form and that's what put him in prison and that's why today ron collins is a convicted felon but that person he said skillfully circling circling around to his previous point is the kind of person who shouts at you while running away shouts insults while fleeing you and aaron is exactly that type of person um so you could say that him blocking me, yes, he was being a, a, a big fat coward about it um, because his feelings were hurt. Now, is that the same as me removing people from my YouTube channel? I suppose you could make that argument. I tend to think that if if someone is just being personally insulting, there's no reason to let them continue to do so. And and maybe you could say, well, same same logic applies to Aaron. You were being insulting. And yeah, I guess I was, although... Saying that a statement is cringe is, I think there's a little more insight there than just, you suck. Like if I had started out with, 
you have the muscle tone of pudding, and I don't know why you're always talking about boxing as if you're some sort of pugilistic golden gloves warrior because it's sad and doesn't, you know, looking at you isn't borne out by your appearance. Like, okay, that's insulting. And, and maybe I'm just a hypocrite. There's a lot of hypocrisy to go around. Um, what's that quote? A foolish consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds, which is really, as the kids say, that's just cope. When you're inconsistent and somebody points out that you're inconsistent and you say, well, a foolish consistency is the hobgoblin of little, you're just coping. So maybe that's what I'm doing. I don't know. It's fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway, among the comments that I have removed from the YouTube channel, uh, and have I vamped enough at the beginning of this so that the, the recording will be long enough when I get done? I think I probably have. Uh, among the comments I have removed are these, and we'll talk about each one in, in turn. Here was one on a recent video. I think the actual martial artists over at Bushido have said everything that needs to be said about the 300-pound ground sloth claiming to be a fighting expert. There's so many layers of bitter wrongness in this comment that it's hard to know where to start peeling. Bullshito is a forum run by a guy named Neil Fletcher. Neil Fletcher is an angry, bitter little man. And by that I mean he is as small as one of your Ron Collinses or, or uh, Mike Hard to Hurt, Icy Mike Pesescos. He's a tiny little man. And I think tiny little men sometimes develop an attitude that goes with their stature. In Neil's case, uh, I once, years and years ago, when the, the internet was sort of in the mists of its prehistory, when I had like a website that was something I got free with my AT&T dial-up internet, I once mentioned that his uh, website, McDojo, which eventually became Bushido, probably because he got a threatening letter from the McDonald's people. I don't know that, I just assume. Uh, I mentioned that the website had a good concept, which was pointing out when martial arts are fraudulent, but that it had extremely poor execution because most of the people there really had no idea what they were talking about, least of all Neil. And Neil, he's a funny guy, man. I once received a phone call from someone claiming to be his ex-wife who said many terrible things about him. And you should never take as gospel the testimony of an ex when it comes to somebody else. But it's always fun to hear bad things about somebody who doesn't like you. So, you know, if somebody calls you up and says, uh, I'm the ex of so-and-so and he had a, a little tiny wiener and he was sexually inadequate and uh, like in Aaron Imholt's case, he couldn't make his wife achieve orgasm. Uh, these are all claims that have been thrown around the internet. Most of them probably false. Um, I don't know. I wasn't there. But it's never bad to hear these things about someone. And, and in Fletcher's case, he spent years complaining about me to the point that he never stopped. Uh, on Twitter, just a couple of years back, I found him talking about me on Twitter. And it's like, it's not 2004, man. It's 20 years later. How have you not moved on? Um, I'm honestly astonished you even remember who I am. But, oh, he never forgot that I made fun of his website. Because I think Neil is very attached to Bullshito. It's either .com or .org or something like that. He's never forgotten 
that I made fun of it because it's so important to him. His, his self-esteem is so wrapped up into this forum whose purpose is to make fun of every single martial art that isn't mixed martial arts and every single martial artist who isn't a mixed martial artist. Every once in a while, they hit an actual fraud because when everybody's a fraud, one or two of them are bound to be. Uh, they had an entire subsection devoted to hating me at one point, and I probably owe them the success of my martial arts uh, website, The Martialist, uh, when I started it, because if that hadn't, you know, if, if people hadn't been talking about it negatively, then my audience might not have found me as readily as they did. Uh, they say there's no such thing as bad publicity. I don't actually believe that. But uh, one, uh, there's another old saying, first they ignore you, then they insult you, or something like that. It, like, you want those people to hate on you. You want that. I actually had a marketing guy tell me that recently. It's like, look, you need people hating on you on YouTube. Whatever you do, don't try to get those videos removed. You want that. You want that to drive attention. And I was like, okay. I mean, I'm not going to lie and say that I haven't occasionally tried to get a particularly libelous video removed. YouTube is notoriously bad about that sort of thing. They don't honestly care. Facebook, too. Facebook does not care. You can make overt threats to someone, and Facebook will not care. Uh, you can post actual pornography, and Facebook will not catch it. I've seen that. But when I posted a picture today, just today, of Aaron Imholt in his sparring gear because he fancies himself such a boxer, Facebook's automatic algorithm said, this is nudity or sexual activity. Your account has been penalized. So I, I requested a review. And they reinstated the post and said, we're sorry, we made a mistake within an hour. But they didn't remove the little restriction warning that's on my account. Now, I don't know what that means. But it's evidence of how much social media sucks and how nobody cares about enforcing the rules. I've complained before about YouTube doesn't really have a blocking system that works. You can't actually block someone on YouTube. All you can do is, quote, hide them from your channel, and then maybe you won't see their comments, and maybe other people won't see them too, and they think they're still commenting, so they're sort of shouting into the wind. But it's, it's not a good system. So uh, bringing this back around to Bullshito, what you've got are a bunch of people who have no earthly clue what they're talking about. They just know that something isn't mixed martial arts. So they have to hate that person. And most of them are extremely insecure. They're fanboys who don't meet the standards that they set for themselves. Neil himself is a great example of this. Neil is a, a mixed martial arts fanboy who's never been nearly as talented as he thinks he is, whose website has never been nearly as important as he thinks it is. He's got a very high opinion of himself in this forum in which he's invested so much of his ego. Um, I found out relatively recently that he's got a podcast that no one listens to. Um, although, watch, if you looked it up, it probably does better numbers than mine, uh, because everybody does. <laughs> anyway, uh, the fact that this guy says, well, Bushido says bad things about you. Yeah. <laughs> but th that's like saying uh, Antifa doesn't like you, so you must be a bad person. No, because they're the bad people. <laughs> so I would be concerned, honestly, if the folks at Bushido liked me and were constantly talking about how awesome I am. That should give you pause when bad, stupid people are talking about how awesome you need to be. Um, then there's uh, the idea that everything that needs to be said has been said. People who have no argument love to try and shut down an argument. You know, they, they try to, you'll see this often on the left because, uh, and I, I'm not trying to make this political, but 
The facts of reality do not support left-wing opinion. So people who are arguing left-wing opinion must constantly use a series of rhetorical dodges and sophistry in order to make their points because they can't just point to what's real. It doesn't work that way for them. It, you're really in a very difficult position when you're trying to defend the indefensible when you're on the left. So you have to rely on lies, and that's why it's so difficult. The right has never fully understood this. The right has always labored under the misconception that if they just state the truth and like ben shapiro says you know destroy the left with facts and logic that that the argument will be made and people will believe that's not how people work people are much more emotional than that and so the left persists because they lie and because they're happy to embrace falsehood and delusion and self-delusion most importantly so yeah uh, also the final layer of of wrongness on this comment i think the actual martial artists over at Bushido have said everything that needs to be said about the 300-pound ground sloth claiming to be a fighting excerpt, expert. The, the cherry on this particularly rancid cake is that I recognize the name of the poster. This is a guy who has a grudge against me, who's had a grudge against me for a long time, uh, who used to like my stuff, but who was just too weird and too willing to defend bad people. So if this guy liked me, I'd be a little concerned about myself, and I was a little concerned when he called him, when he counted himself as a fan of what I was doing, because he's weird. And uh, so the fact that this weirdo is still thinking about me to the point where years later he's posting on my channel, that, I guess, is kind of a victory. It's nice to know that they still think of me. Uh, someone pointed out to me that another guy, different guy, uh, who I used to be friends with many years ago, who I have nothing but but contempt for today because he's a manipulative user of other people uh, who backstabs people and threatens to use personal information against them once he's on the outs with them. He has a history of using people, falling out with them, and then moving on to use someone else. Um, I'm just realizing as I look at the camera that the top of my head is not suntanned, but the rest of my face is. Look at that. It's like I have a little hat because I was wearing a hat. Look at that. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> that's the the uh, HD, everybody. You've probably been thinking that all this time. Look at how pale his scalp is. That's because I have to wear a hat all the time or I burn the top of my head. Uh, I learned that lesson the hard way back when I used to shave my head uh, before I started shaving my head. What I mean is I had hair back then. That was in college. Um, anyway. This other guy, who I have nothing but contempt for, I was told recently, you know he still talks about you and talks about how awful you are and how much he hates you and how no one should listen to you and all that. I'm like, really? I would have thought he'd have moved on a long time ago, but no. So it's, it's good to know. That there's that saying, be remembered, make enemies. Uh, and so apparently I have done that. All right, let's move on to other hate comments. I put out a video about using the Swiss Army knife as a self-defense weapon. Specifically, what I said is it's a very bad idea to use the slip joint blade on a Swiss Army knife as a weapon because in a fight with another human being, you simply cannot count on that slip joint blade not folding over. That's the sound of a slip joint folding over. What I recommended was using the corkscrew or uh, the... Uh, Phillips said screwdriver, depending on the configuration of the knife, putting it through your fingers 
and using it as a as a punching enhance, enhancement, as a way of poking, because that will hold up to the type of vigorous, uh, aggressive attack that you'd have to mount to defend yourself. And if you're using a weapon to enhance your punches, you already have made the judgment that your life is in danger. You're escalating this because uh, a weapon is justified because you are in grave danger of imminent bodily harm. That video has gotten more stupid comments on it than almost anything I've ever put up. When I wrote for WorldNet Daily, and I wrote for them for eight years, writing nominally, ostensibly, technology-related columns, I once wrote what I thought was a throwaway column on the fact that, no, fluoride is not a Nazi-era brainwashing chemical that will soften your mind. That's silly. Fluoride is actually one of the single greatest public health advancements in the modern world. It's why our teeth are so much relatively better in the United States than, say, Europe and England, where they don't do this. So, you know, all the jokes about, I guess those are kind of outdated now, but as I was growing up in the 80s and 90s, all the jokes about English people with bad teeth, yeah, that's because we had fluoride in the water and they didn't. So I wrote what I thought was a throwaway column about this, and that column became the most argued about column I ever wrote. The folks over at Alex Jones' website it wasn't Alex whose name was on the article, but they actually wrote an article uh, about Phil Elmore, that guy who thinks fluoride is good for you. And I can't tell you how much mail I've gotten or did get. I don't, not anymore, but how much mail I used to get about that, about that column. It is with the same sense of, I can't believe this, that this video about the stupid Swiss Army knife self-defense technique has gotten so much commentary, so much of it, just not grasping the concept that you, you're you not going to use a slip joint knife to defend yourself. You simply cannot do that. It is too much of a risk. This comment, uh, are you not going to mention the blade? Because my buck has an almost two inch blade. And no, the slip lock isn't that big of a risk because I've seen you comment that a... a comment that a lot as another user said slip locks have been used for self-defense for decades before modern pocket knives no they weren't now yes folding like friction locks and stuff like that yes yes they were but no they weren't because if you're trying to claim that you can use a tiny swiss army knife uh like for instance this one the model name of which escapes me if you're listening to this and not watching it i am holding up a smaller Swiss Army knife, not one of the big fat ones. If you're going to tell me that the slip joint blade on this is the same, is equivalent to the types of non-locking blades that were used for self-defense in eons past, you are wrong. If you try to use this blade for self-defense, it will fold on you. Some idiot wrote, oh, I would just use the blade and stab them in the eye. No, you won't. You will never make that work. Stop trying i didn't think this was going to be that controversial another guy commented on the same video yes you can use it the body tissue offers little resistance no punctuation of course so there isn't a risk of the blade collapsing on your fingers don't ask me how i know that yes there is risk of the blade collapsing on your fingers no it is not the case that body tissue doesn't offer any resistance and don't ask me how I know that implies that you've stabbed somebody with a slip joint. No, you haven't. Please stop lying. I get so tired of people just making up stories. I have a bee in my bonnet, as they say, 
Does anyone say that anymore? About all the news articles that will grab Reddit posts and report on them as if they're news. This lady got revenge on her mean employer by doing XYZ. No, she didn't. It never happened. This is completely fake. This woman got revenge on her bridal party after she found out her groom. None of that happened. And the same is true of all these letters to Penthouse that seem to fill the comments section of people telling tall tales about self-defense that never occurred. Stop trying to enhance your credibility by telling me, don't ask me how I know. You, you, you don't know because it never happened. Uh, moving on, I did uh, a piece about coupons and how they work. And I used uh, a capo stick that is not a coupon brand coupon. And this guy wrote, good summary, but that's not a coupon. And I was like, look, man, we both know what I mean. If I was holding up a box of puffs and I said, grab your Kleenex, you'd know what I was talking about. The brand of this doesn't change what I just put in there. And he wrote back, genericization, a.k.a. trademark erosion, but you're the journalist, not some layman, so a bit more historical accuracy is expected from you. Um, no, you're just being pedantic and silly. Some people are so desperate to come across as some kind of expert that they do dumb stuff like this. There's no point to it. There's really not. Uh, in a comment, I, I, I posted a video about shoulder harnesses for knives. Specifically, I asked, um, are you wearing your shoulder harness wrong? And I, I said that you should carry the knife on the strong side hand, on the, the side that you'll draw with and draw down on that side rather than across your body. Uh, and this guy wrote, uh, where's the illegal to carry a fixed blade even with a, a cwp in oregon uh i believe that's concealed weapons permit okay <laughs> it's also illegal to own any handgun in the uk like what are you trying to say man the, your comment means nothing like yes this won't apply to you in a state where you can't legally carry that but you're so desperate to come across as some kind of expert that you throw in something that has nothing to do with anything it's a non sequitur like are you doing this technique wrong? Hey, you know, um, I can't have this object in my state. So what? So that just struck me as a dumb comment. Uh, two more comments on that Swiss Army knife for self-defense video. You don't, that's actually stupid, take a self-defense course or carry a fixed blade. And I think I wrote something like that was almost English. So he wrote, again without punctuation, if you're so piss poor at discussion or arguing that grammar and punctuation are your best arguments, then you're, Y-O-U-R, not worth talking, sad really, lot of people these days are so divided over the most trivial things and wonder why everything's falling apart, no punctuation there either. I don't even know how to respond to that. Clearly, some people are not meant to be on the internet. Like, a text-based medium is not for you just it's not someone else commented simply a skull that's it just the little emoji a skull is that a dumb comment i don't know because i don't know what it means could mean a lot of things a lot of ways to interpret a skull i don't know uh and then this sort of uh is reminiscent of the first comment we we covered two different people on this video uh, posted, dude, I'm normally not going to make this argument, but like, you aren't that guy. And then another fo another guy who called himself 
uh, Daniel Power wrote, uh, I'm sure that's his real name, wrote, you aren't that guy, pal. Like, for one thing, nobody knows what that guy really is supposed to mean. It's a reference to a video where some guy talks about, I'm not that guy, I'm not that guy. He's very outraged, and I think he's trying to be a tough guy. Um, one of the things that my videos don't do is ever assert that I am some kind of tough guy because I am a normal human being of below average uh, uh, athletic talent. I'm old and middle-aged and my self-defense stuff is geared towards ordinary people who need to be able to defend themselves irrespective of all this posturing. So many people get into self-defense uh, and martial arts because they want to feel tougher and better than other people. And they, they don't understand that that's not what it is or should be about. It's not about being better or tougher. And if you're trying to project that onto, onto other people, that's just what it is, is projection. I'm not concerned with whether or not you think you're that guy. I'm certainly not concerned with whether or not you think I'm that guy, whomever that guy is. So barking up the wrong tree, dude. He wrote a follow-up comment too on a, a video. I was demonstrating loading and unloading on the Bob dummy. When loading and unloading is a... A physical concept that has to do with your body positioning and how you deliver power and he wrote finally I know how to fight off an immobile amputee like if you don't understand the purpose of a heavy bag or a body opponent bag nobody's gonna be able to help you I mean find yourself a training partner and beat on things if you want but I don't I can't help you I really can't uh, Circling back around to the single skull emoji, somebody wrote, um, uh, his name is Spinning Back Elbow. So what's your point, man? I don't know. The point was outlined in the video. So if you didn't get that, I'm, I'm not sure where we go from there, to be honest. Uh, on my video on whether 52 Blocks is real, that was an episode of the podcast, the old heads that dung jailhouse rock slash 52 blocks were back in the 60s, 70s, and early 80s. Not these young guys now. They don't know any more than you do. You have to ask someone in their 70s or 80s if they're still around to get an more accurate answer. Well, I'm certainly not going to ask anyone who's not still around. Uh, this, this comment... Uh, this almost got me, so follow along with me on this journey. I strongly disagree with your opinion on the key flail. It's not going to disable an attacker. However, it does create a very good and painful distraction to set up for another strike. And I was just about to start typing that he was wrong when he wrote, I've used it many times on my wife. Okay, you got me. You got me. And then finally, this has to win some kind of award for the comment that perplexed me the most. It was about, it, the comment was on a video on neck knives, and it was about whether or not you should carry a neck knife and the pros and cons. And this woman named Sandra wrote, my kids are wild enough without these. Madam, no one was recommending that you arm your children with neck knives. And I'm not sure what to make of that comment. I want to believe it's completely earnest. And then she was just like, well, I don't know about that. I don't know if I want to give my kids neck knives. I, like, I don't know if you do either. So on that absurd note, that'll do it for this episode of the Martial Arts Podcast. Um, this has been the Martial Arts Podcast. I have been Phil Elmore. Uh, until next time, pretend I said something cool here. I don't, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't know if they, I should give them. 
I, I, I just, I, I don't know. This has been the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. Visit us online at linktree slash Elmore.